You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, guys and gals, for what will be your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, joint practices start with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, interesting how things are going to work out. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute because their quarterback always a little something cooking on with uh with the Colts in that respect, uh, Pete Smith along for the ride, Jeff Lloyd, your local experts on the biggest stories as we get through your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound on Locked On Browns. Um, we'll start with this today, and obviously, you know, Browns off today as you're getting ready to travel, and, you know, look, I, I will give this, the Browns Twitter account, the social media aspect of it, they're doing such a great job Uh they're doing a fantastic job, and it's starting more of where you can actually kind of have a little fun with it, and God bless these folks who had been trying to do it for the last couple of years, and especially, you know, two years ago in 17, um, but now you get to a little have a little fun with it, and you, you get your star quarterback to give you some smirky looks and stuff you can put on some uh, social media accounts, but, you know, God bless those guys, and, you know, they, they're reaping the rewards, so to speak, um, but we've talked about this, and, you know, Gerald McCoy, Mike Daniels, those names being available, they bring some intrigue. Um, I think one thing the fan base needs to kind of understand here is just because there's a player who's good, and yes, Jadavian Clowney is a fantastic player, this isn't the Browns of old where it's, you know, we'll take anybody, we need anybody. Um, there's holes here. Is there still a couple holes left? Yeah, you have some questions on the offensive line. You have some questions on the interior defensive line. Uh, Pete, Jadavian Clowney's a great player, but that's not going to change the fact that this team still is unsure of itself on the right side of the offensive line, and they're not really sure how the defensive tackle rotation is going to work out between uh, after Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi. Uh No, and, you know, in a world where you're thinking of putting Jadavian Clowney on the, at the three, uh, I guess you could theoretically do that but in any other world uh the one we currently reside um olivier vernon is not a rotational defensive end he just isn't and you know you're paying him you know 11 million dollars this year you're you're paying miles garrett his rookie contract but you're not taking him off the field so the, you're living in a fantasy world where you're going to now pay jadevian Clowney somewhere around probably 20 million dollars per year uh, to be, you know, the former next number one overall pick on the final year of his deal. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not good. No, the only way that deal works is you trade Miles Garrett, and that's insane. So no, there's it's just not practical on any level. You know, if he can play strong safety, uh, I mean that's a really expensive strong safety. Uh, if you can play right guard, that's interesting. But uh, for what he actually does, uh, no. And and the other part is he's not. Look, don't get me wrong. Jadavian Clowney is a fantastic football player, but he's not a polished pass rusher yet. Uh, and in that sense, Miles Garrett is ahead of him on that level, and Olivier Vernon's ahead of him on that level. He's a really powerful player. Uh, he could certainly impact the line of scrimmage uh, perhaps better than maybe Garrett can at this point and certainly better than Vernon, but he doesn't, I, I, I don't know what people sort of expect out of Clowney. He's, he, you know, he's more of a power player than he is a finesse guy. He's not a guy who 
bends around the edge particularly well. He's really well suited to play in a a uh, odd front. I mean, that's honestly a, a great fit for him because you can move him, you know, outside. You can move him in, inside. Uh, depending on the situation, he can you know play a four eye type thing and, and attack that uh, between the guard and the tackle right off the bat, trying to slash inside. Like that's a better set for him than say putting him in like a base forefront. It doesn't like he's, he's not an, it's certainly, don't get me wrong. He could play it, but he's not a natural five and he's not a guy you really want to put it as a nine. So I, it just, uh, it, it doesn't, the fit doesn't make any sense. The money doesn't make any sense. The, what you'd have to give up doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Well, and of course there's those where, you know, you, you know, some of it, and what came back at me is just give Houston back the pick for Duke Johnson. So you know, maybe you know, oh. pick one hundred or whatever, sure. or even if it's really good in the low seventies, um, it doesn't work here. Um, it, and I don't want this to happen. There's probably a home for Jadavian Clowney. Um, it could be the New York Jets, um, where Greg Williams says, "All right, give me that guy." And very similar to Miles Garrett last year, keep it simple, stupid son, run off the edge. 5 million miles an hour, and go wreck crap. That's what I'm asking you to do. The Jets, this would make it, you know, and I've talked about this, obviously, and everybody knows my background there. The one thing, and I got into it a little bit with Jets fans today, and, you know, I had some try to tell me that it was wrong for me to even suggest that Baker Mayfield currently is better than Sam Darnold when there's not a statistical anything that can say otherwise, and then some really got upset when I said it wasn't even close. Um, guys, I can see this from both sides. You know, I, I will be honest in these regards. But with that, the one thing the Jets don't have is an absolute pure pass rusher. Uh, Ja'Kai Polite, maybe something's there, um, but you usually don't get studs in you know mid-round three. Jadavian Clowney, Pete, that would work, and he wouldn't have to even, it wouldn't be a thing about assignment and doing what, get off the edge 637,000 miles an hour, and then hopefully, even if you don't do anything, you at least disrupt the, disrupt the play somehow, somewhat. Uh, yeah, I think the Jets are a good a good option. Uh, you know, th- this this screams Indianapolis Colts by virtue of the fact that they have so much at their disposal to. Well, we don't want that. <laughs> um, I mean, but financially, it makes a great deal of sense for them. I, I you know I don't know if they're 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 in the market for them, but the, yeah, I think those are two teams that really jump out at you as as potential options. And then the other one is obviously just staying in Houston, uh, where they can make this work if they want to. I'm not convinced that they are, are are in on it but yeah i think i think that is a still a viable option but yeah i think the jets make a ton of sense i think the colts make a ton of sense i i, I assume that texans would prefer he go to an nfc team and i'm trying to think if there's anyone that jumps out from that standpoint and and i'm probably missing somebody but I can't think of anybody. Well, people are people seem to be suggesting the Eagles, and now obviously with the uh, spe- speaking today that Toth, uh, the former uh, Army player, um, apparently is almost done with his commitment. Where maybe he can go back to football. The Eagles are loaded with tackles. Um, they already <laughs> kind of handed Houston their lunch on one of those moves, uh, and you know the Eagles they can always find a way to make anything happen. Well, yeah. So Brett Toth is. Uh, you know, coming coming due to uh, assuming he gets clearance by the army. By the way, is no uh, guarantee, especially with the uh, the way the current administration 
just changed their their the rules on that. Uh, but if they if they let him play, uh, Toth, there's uh, Vitae, there's uh, the enormous former rugby kid, offensive tackle. Those are all guys that are are looking up at Andre Dillard, who's already the third tackle. So. Yeah, the Eagles are going to have to lose somebody. It's just a question of who and how. And certainly that 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 screams uh, trade opportunity. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't think it rises to that level. But uh, I think they can get something uh, potentially valuable uh, f- for one of those guys. And again, though, but this goes to what we've been talking about with Houston right now. I mean, this franchise is making moves that are going to impact their future and who's truly at the helm of it they don't have a general manager so i mean it, i mean this may bode even better for the browns where as long as duke plays 10 games in i i i'm starting to almost think it's more and more look deshaun watson's a nice quarterback but nobody in front of him he's been dinged up a bunch that third round pick could actually turn out to be a better pick value-wise than Duke Johnson was, which is just crazy in that respect. Uh, we got some more to get here, too. Pete's going to hit you with, uh, obviously, the kind words from one of our favorite sponsors, the folks over at Blue Chew, and we're going to roll on through here on Lockdown Browns. Right, so as we uh, enter the second week of the preseason and uh, the Browns are hoping to get everything going for the Colts, uh, the good folks at Blue Chew are trying to get everything going for you in the bedroom, uh, whether it's the spouse, the wife, or whatever. Uh, Blue Chew's trying to make sure that you're always on your A-game uh, and as often as possible, perhaps mo- more than once. Uh, Blue Chew rhymes with the color blue. Uh, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Vigrant Cialis, so you know they work. Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, they, they will take care of you in terms of helping you get a prescription easily. Uh, they're discreet in how they get it to you. Uh, so they are looking out for you in every way possible to make sure that you are able to uh, deliver at home so the spouse, wife, whoever can uh, deliver for you. So check out uh, the folks at Blue Chew. Check out the promo code. Uh, get, get hooked up from that end. Uh, and and do what you need to do to uh, take care of take care of uh, everything at home. And let's be honest, guys. There was a time where Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez did need that extra edge. But if you do need that extra edge, check out Blue Chew promo code locked on capital L capital O. Always appreciate appreciate them for the sponsorship of the podcast. Now, Pete, as they roll on in to these joint practices with the Colts, Andrew Luck's not going to participate. And now it's a, and it always, and it's weird because there's always something going on with Andrew Luck. Obviously, you know, missed a significant amount of time, but now there's a question of whether there's a small bone issue, um, which there, some people are trying to make it sound like it's somewhere around the Achilles area. Um, Andrew Luck, I, look, I mean, fantastic quarterback, but you know, you got to be out there, and you know. How much can you monitor it? And look, I don't blame him for not, regardless if there's an issue or not. Does he need to take a snap? Nope. Not in August. Not one iota. But it does make you wonder, Pete, because we've talked about this team, and they've done a lot of work. I mean, obviously, you know, you were all over when Justin Houston got released. This was going to be a place for him to land. They've drafted well two years in a row. Rocky Sin is tearing up camp. 
Um, you know, they have pass rushers now. I, they've done a fantastic job expanding this roster, but it don't mean a freaking hill of beans if you ain't got 12 behind center. Yes, uh, eerily similar uh, to Butch Davis era uh, when Kelly Holcomb had a quote-unquote teeny tiny fracture in his uh, right right leg, which turned out to be a broken fibula uh, that, you know, obviously took him out uh, of some games, uh, some critical games in that season. Uh, that it does certainly doesn't sound uh, by the by the way uh, it's been described in the media at least that you know that was supposed you know that was on script as far as what was supposed to be said but Jim Irsay sort of popped off and he owns a team so he has to do that um, so figure the guy with a whole bunch of pills in his car popped off go sh- what a shock so if if you're a Colts fan you can't help but be terrified uh, you this is the same team that tried to downplay what turned out to be incredible incredibly significant shoulder issues. So uh, if you're a Colts fan or, or any any fan that's sort of like looking at the Colts as a potential major threat, um, you have to be wondering when Andrew Luck's going to you know, be a factor because judging by their history, this could be a season deal. You know, it could be a couple weeks. It could be months. It's really hard to know, uh, but – Right now, uh, you are sitting there looking at the backup quarterback option, and certainly they have a better backup than most, but it's it's obviously a different offense with Andrew Luck in there as, a co- as opposed to Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so it's not that they'd be helpless or anything. I think they can win football games, but if you're not getting it, Andrew Luck for probably at least half the season, uh, that that's bad. And, and the, obviously the Colts are, are set up to be very competitive, uh, potentially. Obviously, they're one of the few teams that, that that looks to be a contender from the AFC that was in the playoffs last year, so they have that experience advantage. So it's got to be a gut-wrenching experience for Colts fans who just do not know what to believe when it comes to their franchise. It's like the Cleveland Indians with injuries. As far as whatever they tell you, you should basically triple it. Uh, so... I don't know what you know. I don't know what what's reality there, but you know anything with the Colts is you basically have to be air on the side of it's going to be bad, and it's a question of how bad. I mean, Joby uh, Jacoby Brissett brings you know something to the table, and obviously a lot of it is is you know as far as a backup quarterback. You know, if, if things aren't working out well, he obviously can do something with his legs. But you know, you look at what Ebron did last year, finding you know the greatest year of his career, T.Y. Helton. I mean, there's so much there that can be done. They have great backs out of the backfield who are able in the screen game, just receiving backs, be able to contribute a lot. But without Andrew Luck, and then when you say something where it's maybe a small bone issue, I mean, it's, you know, A number one, you you try to tell from the GM down, everybody in the building, don't talk about it. Uh, We're just going to say he's not playing preseason. And then you have your owner who, yeah, basically, it just goes too far with it. So it's crazy from that respect. Um, and then we'll get into these, uh, obviously, these joint practices and obviously the game on Saturday. And I had talked about this. You know, maybe the Browns won't be this successful in the preseason. But uh, if Andrew Luck's not going to take a snap, 
Um, you know, we'll see this week if Landry and Najoku and Beckham and Baker play a little bit more. Who knows? Um, maybe I was totally wrong. Maybe this will turn out to be a successful preseason. And look, I'm fine with it. Uh, you guys enjoy that part. I mean, yeah, I don't think we want to spend, you know, two and a half quarters with uh, Garrett Gilbert. So how all that plays out will be interesting. Pete, here's another one. And I did get a chuckle out of this. And I know you've been a little off the grid today. Apparently, Jeff Driscoll was taking some wide receiver reps today again. So Marvin Lewis is gone. And we and, and I almost feel bad because we had talked about this in both post-game shows last year. Jeff Driscoll may find as well might may find himself falling ass backwards into a, you know, nine, ten, eleven year career as a QB two because he seems to hit the guys when they're open and he's got some wheels. What is going on in Cincinnati? Well, Jeff Driscoll, when he came out a very popular topic was the fact that his mock draftable, uh, you know, the yep. spider charts, when he went to receiver, like, had comparables with, like, all kinds of luminaries. And, he, you know, obviously a great athlete. Uh, that basically the, the immediate reaction was, holy crap, this guy should be a receiver. Um, and, and obviously he has shown some, obviously against the bronze anyway, he showed some life as a quarterback, but... I don't know uh, if I'd say life, but it was a pain in the butt. I mean, why? there's no reason he can't be a Drew Stanton or a Chase Daniel. Right, and then Bengals fans basically think the dude is terrible. So I, I would, you know, I, I would still think uh, Jeff Driscoll is a quarterback, but this is a the more you can do, the more you can do situation uh, where if he can help them and give them some legitimate looks, great. Josh McCown caught a pass as a slot receiver in his career. Um, you know, again, this, you, you, you look at what the Bengals are right now. I think I saw a thing where John Jerry was taking left tackle reps. Like, yeah, it was the, bad today. This is already off the rails. If you're the Bengals. So you're basically trying to find something, anything to be excited about right now. So if, if, if you find some life with, uh, with good old Jeff Driscoll as a receiver, God bless you. Run with it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, I just feel bad for the kid because, look, I, you know, I, I think he was in those two games last year. I think he was one of the things where it was, and it wasn't. Oh well, maybe he'll be your quarterback one day. No, but it was, you know, it's fine wearing a baseball cap, and if they have to call your number, and usually it means the season's over. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not. And Jeff Driscoll, yeah, I mean, many years in this league, but you know, here we are again. If and you know, I kind of threw out the is John Ross playing cornerback, and I got some response of, well, maybe if he was healthy, he'd get some cornerback reps. So the Bengals, uh, you know, God bless it, a little hearts. I have no idea what in the world's going on in Cincinnati. Zach Taylor may have already texted Sean McVay and said, hey, if anything's, you know, just maybe keep a spot open in 20. Maybe this ain't going to work out so well. I'm going to have to run back home and go to where I'm comfortable with. But uh, the Bengals, keep bangling because it's nice when somebody else gets to wear that hat. Um, I've obviously talked a bunch about the Zabo Apparel Company. Um, Veteran-owned, local company in Ohio, out of a million. Just people I appreciate. I appreciate what they put into their product. Uh, You know, just... I, that's what I can back. I appreciate being able to help people who who are like that. And that's one of the good things about the show and the success it's got is you know people who are you know of quality ilk and putting out a good product. You know I can help them. So the folks at Zabo Apparel, obviously, guys, check it out. They're putting out a, t- a ton of great shirts. Whether it's the Hollywood red carpet, which you guys know I love, the uh, the show up shirt, the Joe Schobert show. There's so many of them. So check out my fo- uh, my friends over at Zabo Apparel. And look, I mean, we're not. We're not too far from opening uh, 
opening Sunday. So be ready, be on it uh, as far as all that goes. Pete, a couple things here before we, you know, take this one home. Um, we'll go with this one first. Um, week one, Browns-Titans in first energy. On the call for CBS, Jim Nance, Tony Romo. Uh, obviously, then Monday Night Football Week 2, Sunday Night Football Week 3. Uh, I mean, no excuse. I mean, you know, if this doesn't go well these first three weeks, it's not good. But, I mean, there's no hiding anymore. I mean, this is... This is legit. All eyes are on this product. Right. Uh, my only question, uh, my immediate response to you, and you, you noted this, was does that make it a 4-15 game? Uh, neither of us know. Uh, but clearly, uh, it's they, those two are not here because of the Titans. Those two are not doing this game because of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Rio to Tannehill. They're, they're waiting yeah, dying to cover that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some very nice things going on in Tennessee, uh, but they are this these this, this broadcast team ain't here because of Tennessee. Uh, so, look, I mean, there is a, a genuine excitement about the Browns and, and and wanting to see if this thing's real and everything going on with it. Uh, I, I think the early uh, indication is that yes, it is, but uh, it's it's a question of. You know, can they can they come out and and function on all cylinders and and make this thing happen? And and that remains to be seen. But uh, the the talent is there. Uh, you know, they they've shown explosion explosive playmaking ability on both sides of the ball. They've got all kinds of star power right now. I mean, they they are in many ways the it team for this year, which is obviously on some. Some people has some people very excited, and some people it's driving them nuts because they feel like they haven't proven anything, which is not unfair. But uh, that that is part of the reason I think they are jumping in on this is because they are polarizing, and I think they're they that in some respects uh, the Browns have become the team you either love or the team you love to hate right now in terms of you know whether you think they will meet expectations or you think they're going to suck, uh, but. Uh, I mean, the, the, the certainly TV, the uh, NFL, everybody that can buy into this thing is buying into this thing. So uh, he, the, the spotlight is going to be on them right out of the gate. So they have to hopefully deliver. And, you know, I was talking with, uh, you know, obviously some people on Twitter today and, you know, and, you know, and some of us Jeff fans, obviously, you know, I still have a, a ton that I follow with. And, they were, you know, why would it be the Browns and not the Jets? Um. Well, first things first, it's back-to-back number one overall picks. Baker's hit like a son of a gun. Miles Garrett's hit like a son of a gun. Odell Beckham, that that within itself, and, you know, you heard Odell talk about this. You know, why were the Giants, when they were really, really bad on a lot of Sunday night games, on a lot of Monday night games? He's a polarizing player within this league due to his talent and due to the fact that he'll kind of usually just say what he feels. Uh, you add in Nick Chubb, who's a really good player. Denzel Ward, who's a number four overall pick. There was a ton of talent on this roster, and, you know, maybe some of it is we're going to come and, you know, like Rodden, though, with the first three weeks where there is a lot of national eyes on this franchise and it goes very well, it's only going to it's only gonna get bigger from there. Um, but, look, I mean, the pressure's on, obviously. Uh, can they all handle it? I think the talent within that room, uh, I think Freddie's got a good grip on this, and, you know, it's going to be more of, guys, just do what we do. 
let's play our game. But it, it, it's going to be fun. And the other thing is, is it's going to be nice to Pete. It's going to be nice to see Tony Romo calling up a play on second and nine and going. He's looking for Odell on a 13-yard square in. Oh, this is where you're going to see Najoku on the seam. Or, oh, we're going to get a Nick Chubb screen here because Tony Romo is one of the best doing it today in the business. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that's part of the reason they want him there is because they want him to be uh, falling in love the way they want a lot of people to fall in love with this whole thing. That They are this team that hasn't really done anything that's all of a sudden very exciting and, and I think, you know, whether you like Tony Romo or you dislike Tony Romo, a lot of that is probably because of his... Giving away the game. Yeah, well, be, just being like a kid uh, in that respect. So it's interesting uh, to see where this whole thing goes. And that's what we're going to. But, I mean, look, this is what we've... You know, I mean, you've all been here for... 20, 30 years, me now two years. This is what we're hoping for. This is what you wanted. You wanted this to be a prime product, and that is where it is headed. Um, one thing for my buddy Gio, uh, Giovanni Ravis. Um, Pete, with now 10 draft picks for 2020, when is it too early to maybe start poking around if there's something that can upgrade this offensive line? I'm assuming he's talking about trades, uh Right now, if he's talking about the draft, the answer is the first round. I mean, no, no, like, no. He's talking about now. Is, is, is you know, is it something you would poke around with now if the uh, you know correct you know correct person position represented itself? Uh, I, I would poke around, and the problem is I don't see anything that's viable. So, like, the natural answer is everybody's jumping to Trent Williams, and you know, no, 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 no. A first right. and a sixth, a first and right. a sixth. Seriously. I, I, I just I, I wouldn't do it either, and then it becomes: What do you do with Greg Robinson? Does, would he go on the trade? Would he, you know? Would you, you then put, put him, him at right, right guard? guard? Exactly. Um, so you get into this whole thing. I don't see like an obvious like again. If you look at the Eagles, you go, well, they're going to have extra tackles. That doesn't really help the Browns right now. It's not to say that you couldn't get a guy that maybe you like to stash away. I, you know, Vitae has been rem- remarkably inconsistent as a pass protector, so he doesn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, but if you're trying to get a guard, I, I don't Wasn't see Wasn't Vitae the guy that Gennard Avery dropped on his ass? Yes. Okay, yes, so yes. there we go, guys. I mean, he may not be able to beat the Browns' third pass rusher. So, eh, you know, it, 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 the question is, is would he play right guard? I mean, it, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a right guard, essentially. Yeah, I don't see a lot of obvious situation where you go oh you can go get trade for a guard and that's you know the nfl isn't built like that there aren't a whole lot of teams who are just sitting there with loads of guards uh for a team to get gather up i mean for the most part you end up end up if anybody's gonna have a a glut of anything it's gonna be something like offensive tackles because that's the type of thing you draft maybe i'm missing somebody that could stand out as an extra guard but even in that scenario i don't know what you'd give up to get them so I mean, we're talking probably day three picks, late day three picks maybe. Uh, but I, I think for the most part, you are sort of – the cake is sort of baked on this. It's going to be Eric Cush, uh, short of a revelation-type deal with, with Austin Corbett. And and maybe somebody gets released that they grab either on, you know post-cuts or something like that, but they're going to be a relatively low waiver claim. I, you know, I could see – Trading, you know, the old conditional seventh for something or maybe a, a player we're not going to keep for a player you're not going to keep type deal. 
but I don't anticipate a big move. The one caveat to that I would would add is I you know if the Browns are playing well enough, you know again the first six weeks are brutal. Uh, I, I would not rule out the possibility that they might be buyers at the trade deadline, but that, you know, again, I don't see an obvious answer at guard. Obviously, you know, some teams could be already sort of swirling in the bowl at that point. Uh, and if they are trying to sell off a piece that they, they can't use that might be able to help the Browns for the rest of the year, maybe there's somebody there. But then you're asking a good guard to sort of come in midseason, which is, you know, not great. So it's uh, it's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, the most recent example I can think would be like when the Browns had John Cooper uh, or yeah, Jonathan Cooper come in, uh, who was good for like the first week. And then he got worse and worse. And then they ultimately moved on. It's just not an easy thing to sort of acquire mid-year. Yeah, I mean, this would be something where we'd have to come in and hopefully maybe somehow, some way, there would be a little bit of fam- familiar out uh, with the system. Um, obviously, it's not going to be Kevin Zeitler. Um, but you know, w- where they've traveled or maybe something comes from Green Bay. Um, but it's, yes, I mean, if it's there and the opportunity arises, you're going to jump on it, I would think, at this point. Because, you know, it obviously, as we talked about, it all it's all about six and making sure that you know he's comfortable and he's kept clean because if that's the case, then you know he's the surgeon. There's no other way around it. Uh, Pete, obviously, I, we know you've been busy this week, uh, league-wise, Brown-wise. I know you were around a little bit this morning. Anything you want to toss into this mix? Only the <laughs> the continuing Antonio Brown thing, where he he found a loophole that apparently is league-approved, which is why he went to Twitter. And he's trying to find the uh, the shut uh, airflex or whatever it is that's nine years old that is not ten years old because that's legal uh, and may or may not have already gotten a wire on that to, to get that taken care of, which is just fascinating to me. I, I can't think of anything else, or I haven't seen anything else that happened that's notable today. That I mean, I, we already talked about the Brett Toth thing. That was the other thing that sort of jumped out. With the service, ki- with the service kids, God bless them. You get the opportunity, and you know, and they're a lot more flexible now with guys who can go on to you know, obviously pro careers. Um, so that's great um, for those kids who make that opportunity and then develop themselves into solid players where they get to do more. Um, with the <laughs> Antonio Brown thing, I go back to the Revenge of the Nerds movie, and it was Booger Presley about getting a date. I've been out combing the high schools all day. That's almost what it seems like Antonio Brown is right now, looking for a less than 10-year-old shut helmet. Um, so, whatever. Good luck. Figure the frig out. Just get on the field. It, it, it's This was a lame storyline to begin with. It, it just gets worse as it goes on. Uh, Browns, Maven, Pete, what's in the hopper? Uh, I did a thing talking about uh, seven players uh, based on the first preseason game that I thought were interesting uh, that deserve you know a little more run to see if they can either please tell everybody Mac Wilson was there Pete he was the first one okay. uh, <laughs> but there were six others uh, you know guys that either w- w- would like to see if they can keep it going uh, or 
I'd like to see if there's something there to keep it going uh, with some of these guys. Uh, but, you know, basically getting ready for, for week two, and I'm curious to see if some of these guys have made enough of an impression where they're going to get some more looks or, or, you know, whatever, depending on, you know, positions they're actually interested in or if maybe if the Browns feel like they made an impression. Or not. So uh, we, we shall see. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of line on here in week two. I mean, you know, some guys obviously lit the lamp as far as their personal stock within the Cleveland Browns, but we talked about this. I mean, we don't know how many roster spots are actually available, so we'll see how this all plays out. Um, for Pete's work um, and ways to help us both out, uh, at BrownsMaven on Twitter, make sure you're following over there, BrownsMaven.com, set up, become a member, uh, get into the forums. You can you'll be able to talk Brown stuff, obviously, based off of Pete's you know, uh, audio pieces, written pieces, which will come here. And you're only talking with Browns fans, so it's good from that respect. iTunes, subscribe, drop a five-star, drop a written review. Just a way to help us out here as we continue trying to give you guys the best content we can give you day in, day out. For Pete, make sure you're following on Twitter, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Me personally, uh, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open there. Uh, you know, appreciate everybody for the feedback and everything you want. I mean, we're trying to fit it all in here. It's been a good ride here. The Lockdown Browns Twitter account, at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase. Again, DMs are open there. It's a follow-back account. Uh, just, you know, everything you guys want into the show, I'm trying to accommodate with you guys. If you're all going to be here every day doing the best I can to, you know, satisfy everybody, it, it's the least I can do for all you guys are doing for the show. Uh, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. We'll get to, you know, obviously join practices tomorrow and start working through another game week, which these are so much fun. I, I didn't realize how much I actually missed the regular season part of this. We love the draft, but getting into actual football and game week type of stuff, an absolute blast. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.